0: I read this on your screen you sent me over, and it said, as you soak in the beautiful sun, your eyes closed, the waves bringing peace and tranquility, the salty breeze tousles your hair, dressed in posh paloma, ready to embrace your inner femininity. Wow. I know. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Tea with Abby, the show where we talk and sip the tea, aka the truth of what it's really like to get a business started. And season three is all about the power of partnership, founders who have some sort of relationship outside of their business relationship and all of the wonderful things that go into that dynamic. Today's founders are coming to us from the beautiful, sunny Miami. Let's give a big welcome to Valerie and Jelly. How are you, ladies? We are doing amazing.
1: (laughs) Feeling tropical. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So
0: are you, uh, if I looked out that window, would I see
2: a beach or anything like that? We are not beachfront, but we do live uh, a mere 15 minutes from water. (laughs) like breathing
0: nice that sounds great i've been in texas for about six years and it is you know if you drive anywhere you're still on land for about eight more hours
2: oh my god
0: and so i've been missing the ocean i you know i grew up in massachusetts about an hour from the beach but close enough that the ocean's accessible i miss it very much um
1: but
2: Rhode Island, we're actually from Providence, Rhode Island. We're we're you from
1: Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. And I went to college in Massachusetts. No way. How mm-hmm. long have you both
0: been down um, in Miami?
2: Like, well, me like three months, four, five months. <laughs> I, I've been in Miami for a year because okay. I was in Tampa for three years before that. And then I lived in New York prior to being okay. in Florida. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Before
2: yeah, in Los Mexico
0: States. and now Miami. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What I so so both of you um you are Latina. You have this incredible brand that is uh boho Caribbean uh, online fashion boutique, and it's inspiring women to bring out the jefe in all of us. And I cannot wait to talk to you a little bit about what that means. But I am curious though, since you do have northern. You were up in the northeast, and something Albert, my husband and co-founder, who is from the Dominican Republic, asks all the time: Why did all these islanders go north? To oh, town? you
2: you hit jackpot when you're asking a question because <laughs> we I asked my I ask my parents all the time, and they also arrived in Providence, Rhode Island, and I'm like, Why didn't you guys come to Miami? We are an hour and a half away from DR. It is hot here. Hello, the air is hot. Like, why would you take me to the cold? It's
0: <laughs> crazy. And so they—they they, Albert's parents live in New York City, and I mean, they make it happen, and they are you know bear with the winters. I'm just like, this is nuts. But um, that's really cool. So, which which uh, you're both Dominican?
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, both of our parents are from Dominican Republic. And we were both born in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, to be specific.
0: Wow. Wow. I'm so excited to have you on the show because you know each other in an intimate way, your family, but also because you launched your business in the middle of a pandemic. And-
2: yeah. Yes. Right. And cheers. Middle of pandemic. We need a cheers for that with team. Awesome. Cheers. We launched
1: in the middle of the pandemic and throughout a revolution too in the United States. So an
0: an incredible revolution. And I hope we get the opportunity, we'll definitely get into talking about that because as creators, we are the ones shaping the future of what business will look like and giving consumers the option to put their money into businesses that can really make social impact. And so part of what I'm hoping to capture in these episodes, is connecting viewers to like, hey, you want to support um, a non-big box retailer, uh, fast fashion? You want to support a Latino-owned business? Here is one right now. Um, so before I speed ahead, I would love to just get your summary a little bit about where this business is inspired from, um, why this year, and. Uh, <laughs> Let's start,
2: we'll start there. So take it away. Okay, so I can start a little bit and Valerie um, can can go from there and put her two cents in. Um, but really, Posh Palma Styles has been an idea for quite some time. The concept of it was born in January of 2020, so this year. Um, I'm a fashion stylist outside of, of, you know, being co-founder with Valerie for Posh Palma Styles. And I was with a client of mine, a styling client, and we went to see a brand at a showroom that wanted to gift her a couple of items. Mm. So she called me up and she asked me to go with her. So I went, you know, I helped her choose some stuff. And when we left from there, we were on our car ride home. And she says to me, Jelly, I want, I wanted you to come here because of two reasons. I said, okay. She said, well, number one, I love to hang out with you. I said, well, I love to be with you too. (laughs) And then number two, she said, this is a concept that I wanted to show you. I wanted you to come and I wanted you to see what this is because this is what I envision for you, for your future, you know, for, for what you want to grow for the powerhouse that you say you want to build for the legacy you say you want to leave. Like just everything, because she's someone, aside from being my client, she's also a mentor um, to the both of us, actually, and someone that I love and I really respect and, and I admire. So I really like let that sink into me. And it took me like a week of like not sleeping and thinking about it because I'm I'm a mom. So I have a six-year-old boy and I have a two-year-old daughter. So at this point for me, it was like, well, that's great, but like, do I even have time to do this? Like, how am I gonna do this right now? And this was prior to pandemic. This was in January. So when
0: everyone was, was like, 2020 is gonna be the best. Yeah,
2: I was like, it's the roaring 20s, like this is it. So I started thinking about all that and I was losing sleep, but it it was in a good way because it was motivating me. It was like, but well, why do I have to wait? Like, why do I have to wait for my kids to be bigger? Because it's a lot now, but it's going to be a lot in 10 years. Like it's always going to be a lot, like, you know? um, So just thinking about all of that and Valerie and I have a great relationship, which we'll get more in depth with your other questions, you know, later on. But aside from the fact that we're co-founders, we are family. So I do consider her someone that I speak to openly and freely about everything. So I called her up. She was in Mexico city at the time and I told her about the story, the, the concept and I told her everything. And I said, look, what do you think? Because in my mind, I wanted to do it with her. So I said, I, it was like a pitch for me, for me to her, but, but obviously not like a transactional pitch. It was like, yeah, "We're sure. family. Like, this is what's going through my head raw. Like here are all the ideas. I don't know what to do. How can we do this? And how can we do it this year? Yeah. You know? Because I, I know she has a lot on her plate as well. So it was like, how do we merge the best of the both of us and make it possible, you know? So she, go ahead.
0: I was just going to ask. So Valerie, like when you heard that, like, were you in, Were you like, oh yeah, let's go for it. Or did, did there take some convincing? Of
1: No, I don't think, like, I don't think it took any convincing because like in my mind, I was going to support her no matter what. You know, so for me, it was more like or like when she first in like mentioned it, I was like, "I'm on board like there's no really <laughs> right. much like where where do we start like you know what I'm saying because that's just a relationship that we have been able to build that is like we just support each other, and it's very not transactional at all, so you know like it wasn't never about the money, it was more about cultivating a dream mm. um and and I think it over time, it's just funny how things evolve and how like eventually I never thought of being part of like fashion boutique. You know, I have the, the marketing background, but in my mind, I never thought this was something that a project that I was going to be part of. But now, because of that day that Yeli talked to Lauren, um, our friend, this dream has become something so meaningful to the both of us. You know, so like it had given me also purpose, although it wasn't on my, like, you know, it's not something that I envisioned that I was going to do as well. So it didn't took any, like, it wasn't something that she had to really like, you know, obviously at first I was more concerned about my abilities, if I was capable of bringing valuable things to the table, you know, because you doubt yourself at the beginning, but it was just like, okay, let's do it. Like,
2: you know. So what happened next? Um, So so she told me. So she told. At this point, again, we were pre-COVID, so it was like, okay, so we're gonna do this. So now it's like, okay, let's start thinking everything because it's like, okay, we're gonna open an online boutique, but it's like a lot of preparation, you know. So we just started like brainstorming, you know. We just started brainstorming and and throwing it out there to the universe and being like, this is what we want and and answering, you know, the universe answers back to you in weird ways um, that you never know. Mm -hmm. so just listening to everything and then you know February was a month where for the both of us you know we were challenged where we were Valerie was in Mexico City I was here dealing with other stuff like ramping up my styling business and then I think it was really like when COVID hit and and she can tell you a little bit more when she was sent back from Mexico City and she was here it was like it was became more vivid because now it was like now you're here because Yeah, we were setting timelines and dates, but it's like she's there, I'm here, so we're seeing how we can work this out together. But having her here and like us working together on a daily basis, um, struggling and battling a lot of stuff—personal, you know, business—like it was like a lot. My kids got out of school, so Mm -hmm. just so many things. Like a two-week time where we were even doubting if we were supposed to be doing this right now. Yeah, Um, yeah, it it,
1: came. It came in a good time well what yeah
0: (laughs) okay so that's maybe that's the point of like how you kept this going because that's something that i've reflected on often while it's been incredibly challenging to run our own business through this at the same time i'm so grateful that i get to get up every day and put my energy into something i'm creating and Mm -hmm. uh um you know, the world is not going to stop moving. So how do we continue to find a way through um, and hold on to the silver linings? Because I don't, did you have any family? uh, Do you still have family in the Northeast then like living in the? Yeah, most of the family. Yeah, we have a ton of family there, you know? Yeah. So like March and April was really scary for for us because that's where all our family was. So Mm -hmm. we were dealing with, It didn't feel like people were taking it as seriously as we knew it was at first up there. And that added this whole other level of stress to try to figure out. But, um, oh, okay. So pandemic's going, we're gonna go for it. It's gonna happen. You launched very recently. Congratulations. Thank you. This site is gorgeous. I love your opening video that plays, and you see the two of you just like strutting your stuff down the beach. Talk to me a little bit about the larger picture. Um, of course, you've built this beautiful e-commerce platform um, that is highlighting just such beautiful clothing and styles. But I get a sense that there's a deeper mission for what you're trying to do. What is that?
2: I'll let yeah, Valerie no, start. On
1: there's definitely a larger picture. And I think the beauty of, of you know, Posh style is that this larger picture was instilled into the project since the beginning. Mm-hmm. So we started off as this is where we're going and, you know, this is what we want to accomplish. And of course, of course, throughout time that has developed mysteriously in different ways where we have found many opportunities to grow. But we always thought about it with big dreams and visions, you know, like even from the beginning, like it was never meant to be just sword. It was more like a lifestyle that we wanted to create in a community. And by community is like we're really working towards building that space for women to feel empowered. So right now we have different projects and I'll talk to you about those projects and then I'll let Jelly talk more about um the label and other stuff that we're also working on but the larger picture is having this community where we're supporting local artisans as in now and designers so right now we're working because we don't design our own clothes we have a number specifically for the next collection of artisans and like female-led businesses are going to live under posh palma styles and it's with the idea of offering them visibility representation and just bringing awareness to you know, hustlers, female hustlers who are disrupting our building, are creating beautiful, meaningful things. And we want to, to be that voice. You know, we want to create that space. And then also with our website, I don't know if you got to see, but we also have a segment um, called Spoken Hefas. Um, it's like a space designated to highlighting spoken hefas because the word hefa comes with a lot of weight mm. to us. So for those of you that don't know, a jefa in Latin America, for instance, um, comes with a lot of way. Usually jefe, which is the, the way that you would call like a guy, like jefe, hombre, um, is oftentimes used towards men as a sense of like idealizing men, you know, el jefe, el macho, el patrón. Yeah. But for <laughs> many years, we, don't, we haven't used that towards women. We don't call it a jefa. If we call a woman la jefa, it comes with the connotation that she's amandona, you know, mm-hmm. that she's angry, that she's all of these things. When in reality, we're trying to normalize the fact that a jefa is a badass woman that does amazing things, that's hustling, that's a mom, that's straight out of college, whatever you are, but you are doing things and you're building impact and you're doing beautiful things. So right now with Posh Pal ourselves, so we have this sense of movement that we're building called Spoken Hefas, where we also highlight um heifas from our community. And and it's all back to the point of building community and really empowering women. Um, and now Jelly can tell you a little bit more of you know yeah. the fashion aspect of the what we're building. Yeah. So Jelly, before you go into that, I just want to make a
0: side comment about the HEFA idea and how it's interesting that because you know in in let's call it white America, right? There's this idea that if you're an outspoken woman, if you are, or American culture in general, like if you're outspoken, if you're loud, if you talk a lot, mm-hmm. you speak your opinion, you're automatically called a bitch or something like that. Exactly. But a man can have those same things and people are like, what a great leader. It sounds exactly. like that exists as well mm-hmm. in the Latina and Spanish cultures that a man could be this, but why, why would it be negative if a woman is? And I just, I love that. Um, there's that universality in women that meet uh, across cultures that we all deserve to feel empowered, be empowered and have others acknowledge it and not bring us down and have those seen as negative things. So exactly.
2: And, really cool. and those are things that we deal with. I mean, I don't know. I don't think as much here in the U S but Let's say in Dominican Republic, like it exists still, like, exactly. sadly enough, like even in my own family, you know, mm-hmm. people look at me and they're like, oh, my God, you launched like your own business. Like, what does mm-hmm. your husband do? Your husband doesn't support and you, you like your me. husband. I'm like, no, he has his life, which I love and I support and I have mine. And this is my dream. And we, exactly. <laughs> we got to each do our own, you know, to be happy to find at the end of the day, we do what we do to find joy in mm-hmm. what we do and-, and try to do as much as we can of that.
0: Yeah. yeah this is the pandemic dealing with this thing where we're all home we're all together we're all in the same space. how do we make it work
2: exactly. your business
0: coming together and doing this is an example of that um i wonder if you weren't so close um you know as family members if it would have been possible because you understand each other in a way um where you can have empathy and know when you have to do a little little give and a little take um, before we start to talk more about that kind of relationship between the two of you and how you have navigated starting this business. I'm curious, you know, it's the early stage. It's just been a, not that, you know, just a couple months for you guys. Um, have you hit what you have envisioned yet or is there more? How, what are you hoping to grow
2: it into? Mm-hmm there's definitely more um valerie spoke to you guys about the component of the fact that posh palma styles represents other women brands designers and artisans right um it's kind of like a place for them to be to be given visibility and recognition we also have the component of spoken hefas. just to reiterate that where we highlight a jefa every month um, through a series of questions that are curated for each one uh, based on their journeys and the other thing that we're super excited about that we're starting to research is the fact that we wanna create our own personal label. So Bosch Palma styles coming soon, will have its own brand, its own label curated by Valerie and I. Um, right now we're in the works with a couple of people. We're, we're hoping to keep it, to keep it close to us and close to where we are. So we wanna see if we manufacture in Dominican Republic so we're speaking to a few people over there and, you know, to see how we can do that. But it's just honestly like the fact that we're out looking at such beautiful products from everyone. It's like at the end of the day, we want to be able to also tell our story and and, and fashion at the end of the day is a form of self-expression. It's a form of art. Um, so I think it's just a beautiful way for us to be able to speak to the world through our clothes. You know, so that's something that's really big because we had it envisioned for not right now. We thought of doing this, obviously, in the long run, but um, we're, we're looking to do it soon. So
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see um, the styles are just so beautiful. And you have before we. I'm going to start asking some questions about you guys. But I read this on your thing you sent me over. And it said, "As you soak in the beautiful sun, your eyes closed, the waves bringing peace and tranquility, the salty breeze tousles your hair, dressed in posh paloma, ready to embrace your inner femininity." <laughs> wow. I know. That's such a, I think what you've created is a very clear brand, and I'm so excited to see what that enables, because I think that's the hardest part especially when you're creating um, a, a lifestyle brand is to really be clear about what exactly you're trying to capture in that lifestyle.
2: Yeah. And
0: it's just so clear to me. It's so vibrant and rich and juicy and um, beautiful. I'm, I'm, Congratulations. You guys have done something so hard in such a little bit amount of time. I know.
2: Thank you. much we've we've gotten really amazing feedback from our community and people you know even receiving packages and and seeing our packaging and seeing how they feel getting the product and and it's an experience like people aren't out here trying to shop you know a a major store where a major retailer like people are, are interested in learning the story learning where it comes from how did you make it and and being transparent and authentic which i think we 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 do we do organically
1: yeah it's like a feeling and and i think that a lot of successful brands that's what they do they make you feel something when you receive their packaging or when you look at their profile and and i think that comes with a lot of intentionality Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you're creating your content and you're thinking of how to showcase your message and like what would resonate with your audience and how, you know, and especially now with the pandemic, like one needs to be readjusted in yeah. order to make sure that you're still creating that feeling. Because what used to work, it's not working anymore. Things are different now, and as a bit as business owners, you need to adapt. You Perfect. know, and ride the and like <laughs> go right. with the flow, and really, really think of ways of how can you make people feel empowered. You know, and that's it's stuff because it's all digital, you know. Yeah. But it's possible because that's what we have been doing. Right. Even before we launched, we strategized our pre-launch campaign, consisted of these feelings that we wanted people to feel in our post launch campaign. It's based on that too. So wow. Yeah.
0: So you know, in order to build something like this and kind of sensing working naturally, might or working together. Kind of comes naturally for you guys. I know that you bring unique skill sets. So Jelly, you are fashion and merchandising, like you understand that side. And Valerie, you understand the marketing and social media and brand. So, um, after you know you got off that phone call, you got into the same place. You started to bring this business to life. Um, did it, it, it? finding your uh, your business partnership, uh, relationship come naturally? And and what strengths do you bring out of each other um, in yeah. your business relationship?
1: Yeah, I do think that it did came naturally. I think because for a very long time before we got into business, we were able to identify because of our relationship our skill sets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we have supported each other in different business journey, like journeys and things, and like we know as human beings because we do support each other's dreams aside from push bombmas styles. Mm-hmm. so like having those boundaries i think has been really helpful for us and I think when it comes to to like knowing what each role was going to entail I don't think we ever sat down to like like write it on a piece of paper um <laughs> you know how most people do it I, I think but it was more about understanding each other's gifts and embracing those gifts. You know and like really I say at least for me and jenny can also like elaborate on that but like staying on my lane and understanding you know what i can do and what i bring to the table and allowing room mm-hmm. for other things to bloom as we continue to grow mm,
2: that's beautiful
1: you know i
0: like that you called it a, each other's gifts not just skills right because after this, put it at the end of the day. We are born with these unique
1: exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: To bring something so, great to the table.
1: Yeah, and I think like this, we all we both bring individual strengths. Um, and then I'm gonna pass it into Jelly. But like my I think a strength that I bring into the team is that I try to think, and we both do this. That's the thing that when we were looking at this question, we're, <laughs> we're like, we, we have like have, mutual. We have different skills, but well, our strengths is like, it's pretty much the same stuff. Um, But just to answer your question, I'll say that I try to think of, always think of creative things that we can do because I'm constantly reminding myself that we're not your typical e-commerce site. And because we're not typical and because we're not traditional, we're nothing but traditional.
2: Yeah, we are
1: if we're that, then I'm constantly thinking of things that we can do to really keep the creativity juices going for the brand and then ourselves individually as professionals, you know, that have, that have different lines. You know, we don't only do
2: on the style. So, yeah, and then Jelly can tap into it. I think for us to jump on a little bit of what Valerie was saying, I think we both expose, first of all, we we set boundaries prior to to starting this relationship Mm -hmm. in posh palmas styles and i think it's very important Mm -hmm. for you to do that on a personal level and especially if you're going into business with someone Mm -hmm. we've always been very transparent with each other and we've always respected each other which i think is also something very important because we wake up especially the fact that we launched this we launched posh palmas Styles during a pandemic like we would wake up days like it wasn't one day we would wake up days where we were both flipped on the other side and it was like and and we were not doing okay and it's like maybe we still had deadlines to meet but at the end of the day it's like those deadlines don't matter because we got to be okay so it was understanding those boundaries mm-hmm. and supporting each other throughout the journey yeah. you know and respecting those boundaries so, <clears throat> I think that's very important when you're gonna start a partnership with, some, with someone. Um, and then the other thing is that we're both very really open to inspiration. Like, a lot of what she's, Valerie's saying, she's great. What we do with Push Parma Styles is very innovative. Like, we are not your typical store. So, we're, we go out to a little taco truck, let's say, and we're visiting and we see, you know, now we're like plant moms. So, now we're like super into plants. If you can take a look <laughs> at Valerie's, Valerie's plant stack back there. Same here. <laughs> look she's a plant mom too so <laughs> the
0: rest of my house is wild
2: so it's just like those things open you open up your creative like in the creative side of your brain in so many ways and we get so many different ideas like unique things that we do you know with with posh styles but i think it's that i think it's just maybe a strength also to just answer your question that i can say that i bring to the table is just two things i'm very i'm very passionate about product and i truly do try to mm-hmm. s- to it, it really shows because it's something that brings so much joy to me like for me to for me to work very closely with product but i think it's also a relationship that i have of how i know that that product is going to make you feel when you receive it mm-hmm. so all of that whole connection that brings back to the fact of empowering uplifting and 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 just motivating women you know a lot of it has to do with our outer image and and those material things that we buy but instead of us just buying a material shirt from anyone else why don't you buy it from an experience that you that mm-hmm. helps you feel even more confident you know mm-hmm. um and delivers a message with that so that is is really big for me and and i think we both share the fact that we're very disciplined
1: very time um, yeah, and that we think also big, like for our strategies, we we think about the Sustainable Development Goals by the United Nations, and how are we applying these Sustainable Development Goals into Posh Posh which for some people is like boy, there you're you're an e-commerce site, but it's like no, sweetie, we're not an e-commerce site, you know. We think about um gender lens investing yeah. and the impact that that has. In our business and how gender lens investing is growing in Latin America, and how we want to be part of this movement. So we think about collaboration. So it's like we're here to mm-hmm. stay, just to <laughs> make so make nice. it <laughs>
0: And I think it's those qualities that are going to make you stay, because I think that it's our generation that are sick and fed up with being told we have to be satisfied with mm-hmm. these empty products, with these companies that are just trying to get as much money from us as we can
1: versus
0: understanding how much more um joyful the world and healthier the world could be if all businesses had mentalities like that and yes not just a clothing company but you do xyz to improve the world around you because um you you're you have an audience you have a platform, you can establish a connection. I think that's in, incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, if you're not creating a business in 2020 that has those themes in them- You're not
2: you- surviving. You're, <laughs> no. gonna
0: get, you're, and you're gonna get run over because that's not what people want anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: spoke with a company um, last week, uh, they're um, a makeup um, platform and they're, you know, in addition to ethically sourcing their products, supporting underrepresented founders, um, they also educate about finances on their site.
2: That's and amazing. Super
0: cool that is. Yeah, and like, mm-hmm. you know, how you can, mm-hmm. exactly, and we were talking about how investors for, because they're trying to get investment, have been just constantly, t- It's you're doing too much, but it's these investors, um, dare I, out what demographic they're from but i think we probably know yeah we know mm-hmm. yes we can the same experience
2: yeah. because
0: they know that's how they'll get their money returned and they're just part of this big capitalist uh, money-making machine versus smart capitalism where we are in a country where we can start our own businesses and we can build up our community socially like
2: exactly and can
0: do both if you can do both.
2: Yeah. Exactly,
1: you can look like at the most again successful brands because the thing is that my my brother, her husband, always says this: Who do you listen to? Mm-hmm. It's about who do you listen to. You know, if you are if you are an expert in marketing and I want to get better marketing, well, I'm gonna to listen to you. And if you analyze and look and listen to these companies that right now are doing an amazing work with their community building, that is leading to results. So it's like the formula it's different and -hmm. if you don't up your game you're not going to be part of this wave and you're going to stay behind using old systems that do not long work Mm
2: -hmm. With no purpose either it's you know you have to have a purpose
0: wow what a beautiful relationship to have and support each other and like build something together i think that's so cool um is it all divide and conquer do you handle the same daily tasks, do you se- handle separate pieces of your business? Um, how do you balance you know, literally running your business between the two of you?
1: Um, I think we have, um, it's, it's a mix, to be honest, because there's a lot of things that we both enjoy working together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it requires each other's brains, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, in order to like really hit the purpose of push my It wouldn't be the same if it was just like jelly working on it or me working on it because it's us working on it together um we do have different tasks after we brainstorm so it's like we delegate okay you're responsible for doing this that way we can achieve results otherwise you don't achieve anything
2: um and then we have lanes that we both take care of but for the most part we work we work together yeah. and we work together on a daily basis like right now like you're saying you know we are working from home so I come over and I work at, at her house during mm-hmm. the day like if I have help with the kids and if she goes to my house you know we've been you know we've been doing a lot of interviews and and, mm-hmm. and being featured on blogs, which is amazing you know you know being able to be to be out there you know in different communities but we gotta we gotta get get creative like yeah. You know, if the kids are here, then we got to go somewhere else. If, or if maybe they scream, they scream. like, it's just, it's what it, is. it is what it is at this point. But we, at the end of the day, we're doing it with our heart and we love what we do. And, and we both just have that connection. Like you can't, you can't buy that connection. You can't, yeah. you can't like make up that connection. You can't like, it just, it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, luckily we're, we're blessed um on that aspect and and we just work great together so we normally i'm like okay you're coming over and she's like no i'm coming over and then yeah. <laughs> but if we, even if we are not working on stuff at the store which is very like we always work in the store
1: but like let's say if a day goes by we're we still work together because again we support each other's individual lives yeah you know what i'm saying like like i care about jelly independently from bush styles. Mm. So, and I think it's really it's hard to find, but it's like it's there. You know, you can find, establish that with people, and that's
0: why I think this season is. I'm really enjoying it. Is because it's not easy to sort of run a business with alone. It's not easy, okay. you know, in general. But I think there's this kind of superpower that comes from having an outside relationship with your co-founder because at the end of the day you're still going to have this relationship with this person so you got to find a way to make it work you got to find a way to face the challenges and yeah. when you do overcome them that moment of joy and success is like even that much more intense because you yeah. know you love this person and it's like wow we made made this thing happen and we love each other and then i'm sure the families at times i thought you guys are crazy but then also (laughs) can get in on the joy as well when it
1: works exactly and reflecting to Allah, like we are very down to earth so like what you said like we do think of the fact like oh my god we're stuck with each other but it's not it's not like that yeah more as like if something doesn't work okay why
2: didn't work how can we make it
1: better Um, yeah and
2: where did we do you know where where did we go wrong or how do you know at the end of the day it's like how do we come out of it it's like that self-awareness that we have for each other's space
1: you know like really making sure we're holding space
0: yeah absolutely so outside of your working relationship um how do you guys like to uh, you know just enjoy being family what are some of the things you do i know it's the pandemic so it's kind of activities are limited but but what do you enjoy doing together as sister-in-law
2: do you want to say something all right we just being with the kids yeah <laughs> we honestly like most of the time because you just said that it's a pandemic like we were thinking about the question and we're like at the end of the day what fulfills us is being with family being with the people that yeah. we love um we can add to that the fact that we do live close to water and we both enjoy heavily you know going to the beach whether it's alone or together meditating like the sound of the waves you know or it's building sandcastles with the kids like yeah it's just like that having access to water is beautiful and is the reason why we're so happy that we're here in miami and you know and we're grateful yeah. for that opportunity but it's really just it's family it's our support system which it's we're major. also very blessed to have um
1: yeah. and so. we also are, we also have very deep conversations yeah we do like you will find us like on the bathroom like taking a shower like really i don't
2: know. i walk in and i'm like oh i need to brush my teeth and Yeah, i'll and come she's
1: in like you know the purpose of my soul and i'm like oh my god that is so deep let's talk about yeah. that
2: like <laughs> 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 Yesterday I was like, Valerie, I think we just need to surrender. And And she's like, like, What do you mean by surrender? And I was like, actually, and we got so psychological and then I was like, But it's like we're in the middle of a
1: birthday. So like it was my niece's birthday, and I'm like, all right, maybe just not talk about surrender. (laughs) But it's like I don't think we we haven't set time to do things that we enjoy individually because of what's happening in life is crazy. But I think we have many deep conversations in random moments but they come how people say in clutch because it's like at that time you need it um so i'm i think we're just weird like we're just (laughs) you know how things that disrupt things you know and like unfold weird definition of things you know and like normalize things that people think are not normal
0: jelly so you met your husband and did your relationship with Valerie like kind of start this way from the beginning or did it grow into
2: this beautiful she, relationship but when it's i key. when i met my husband she was like 12 valerie's a baby um, <laughs> so she was living in the dominican republic and she i met my husband in new york then she came and then i ended up moving up in with my husband and then we honestly from the get-go like we started building a really great relationship um but it was like
1: older sister yeah i like, it was like me, i used to like I still look up to her but i would be more like wow she's so
2: cool you know like her clothes everything you know like <laughs> i was going to school i went to school at fit so i was very into fashion and then i got a job in the industry like while living in new york city and then she moved and we got really close we would go out you know together go get ice cream or movies like go shopping yeah. so it just it was natural from the beginning you know it was just the age gap really was a big it's difference different back then now I think she's also gone through gone through so many things that it has made her so much much more mature for a person her age so right now I feel like although I am over how much older am I? <laughs> I don't know. Let's not, not say that on the not, episode. We don't do the finances. So, <laughs> I'm much older. I'm much older than her, but I have two kids, and we're in different stages of our lives. Yeah. But I do think that we have we are much more compatible now um, than before, obviously. And and we share we share a lot of things, and and at the end of the day, we just we support each other in what we want to do, and we respect it. And, like whatever
1: that is. And whatever that
2: is, whether it's nothing or something or. And know. she has. She gave me a nephew and a niece. But like, for me, that was like, oh. <laughs> so mean, <but laughs> I'm also the goddaughter of her daughter. She's, she's, she's the, the, God the godmother of, of my daughter.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your story with me. And I can just see the joy and the love and why business exists. Um, so vibrantly right now in the middle of the pandemic, it's because this uh, it's it's relationship is such a blessing. Um, so cool to learn about you guys. And I cannot wait to see how this brand continues to evolve over the next years to come. Yes. <laughs> um, this is the part of the show where I ask my guests to share their statement that In the past, it was a mantra or a quote, but this year uh, or this season, we're focusing on mental wellness because when you do have a partner who's your business partner and your relationship with them, taking care of your mental wellness is critical to being able to run your business. You both have already touched on that a little bit. Um, Is there anything you'd like to share with us on how you, together or individually, take care of your
2: mental health? So for me, Um, I think it's having, having a moment alone, whether it's a minute, two minutes, five minutes, the fact that I'm around, especially now that the kids are home, it's constant, like it's constant, you know, Mm -hmm. craziness in my home. So when I do get those five minutes that I can breathe in pure silence and close my eyes, like even that, um, really does like recharge me and put me in a different place you know so just just time to stand quiet and, and be and, just, and be. just be yeah yeah, yeah. um i think for me
1: um i am a curly hair enthusiast i've been natural with my curls like not straining my hair or doing anything chemicals or anything on it for since 2015 2016. So it's been a few years since I decided to be committed to embracing my natural beauty and like my natural curls. So I think that the way I cope um with my mental health, a lot of it has to do with my hair because I nurture my hair when I'm feeling low, low. Um, and whenever I feel like I wash my hair and I deep condition my hair, I feel like like a brand new woman, you know, and I feel like I'm really rocking it and it just boosts my confidence and and I take my sweet time doing it, like detangling it, you know, and really taking care of it. So I think it's a random way to do it, but I think it really makes me feel better. And it's something that I am actually doing tomorrow. So I can <laughs> and feel better for the week.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that. And um, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about this incredible business you're building. Beautiful business you're building. Um, I cannot wait for our listeners. Um, Also, where's Las Palmas?
2: Las what? Las Palmas.
0: Las Palmas. Where is that?
2: No, it's not a location. It's more in it's like a thing to take you back. You see how you read that little thing, the excerpts Mm -hmm. from our site where it kind of was like that verbiage that like transports you like into paradise. It was more part of our pre-launch pre-launch campaign where it was like meet us between El Sol y las Palmas. I see. Um, I like so that. it's very like it's very us. It's very tropical. Okay. Um, our second collection is launching early September, early to mid September, and we have another another little ec- couple of excerpts coming out um, for that one where you'll be meeting us somewhere else. So yeah. so um, yeah, <laughs> eighteen, 18. <laughs>
0: Look out for Posh Palma Styles. Launching another collection this fall. Planning on so many incredible developments. Absolutely a business to watch in 2020. Thank you so much, Jelly. Thank you so much, Valerie, for being honest and open with me. Everyone, that is the tea. Cheers, ladies. Thank you. Should I say hefe?
2: Hefe? Hefez. Hefez.
0: Hefez. Thanks so much for watching Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned. (laughs) Smack that like button. See that like button? Smack it. Thanks so much for watching an episode of Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned with new episodes all year long. And if you want to learn more about blended sense, visit us at our website www.blendedsense.com or follow us on social at blendedsense or at blendedsense.io. See you next week.